This is episode 5, The Village of the Iceman. The cave is jeweled with ice. Temperature has fallen outside the cave. The wind is blistering. So cold it flays the skin upon contact. Snow driven in by the harsh winds collects around us, melted only by the weak heat of our fire. I will endure until everything is recorded. I must endure to tell the world that there are creatures human creatures that are equipped to survive the extinction event. What the fuck are we supposed to do now, Silver? Calm down. Let them approach. Do I have a choice? Don't run. Don't react. Let them greet you. There's nowhere to run. They aren't going to hurt us. Do you see? They're fascinated by you. Just great. They're coming closer. How much can you say to them? They speak Sol Re Sol. What does that mean? It's a constructed language. The language was developed in the 18th century. From what I can tell, they learned it generations ago. They're silver, there's no time for Medosi. What does that mean? I'm telling them that we're their friends. I think. How about get the fuck back? If you stay calm, they won't hurt us. Look, tell them they need to stop, or something bad will happen to them. Nothing bad is going to happen. That is not the plan. What was the plan, Silver? To get me killed? What are you doing? We need to leave. What the hell is happening? Do you see now? Do you understand, Omari? God! What are you? See me, Sila! Please! All of you! Listen to me! Listen! Listen to me! What are you saying to them? I'm trying to save you! Years after I left the village of the Icemen, I struggled to make sense of the world. I was unable to see beyond the experience, as if I were trapped in a loop of memory, a dizzying, circular journey that took me back to the Icemen over and over. My sessions with Dr. Thayer did little to allay the sense of doom that hung over me. And after her accusations against my father, I had no choice but to find my way alone. Going away to school helped. Books gave me the power to isolate and dissect the past. To freeze my darkest emotions and disarm them. I discovered anthropology and geology, biology and the history of science. It was through my growing love of the past that I found my calling. An essay I had written about hominids won a prize in a scientific journal. And, to my parents' great surprise, I received a full scholarship to the Thornwillow School, 
an exclusive boarding school an hour south of London. I didn't know it at the time, but I'd been chosen by CryptoZ for screening. My first class of my first year was with Dr. Lawrence Gibbons. Special topics of extinction. In the beginning, I knew only as much as I experienced each day. Extinction was the world we had inherited, and I was keen to understand how we, as a species, could exist on a planet in which 90% of plants and animals had died out. I sat in the front row, listening as Dr. Gibbons began his lecture on the incredible role we could play in bringing life back to our planet. Many of you were born after the extinction and have never heard a bird singing in the morning or a frog croaking from a pond. You see the largest extinction events as we know them. There was the Ordovicinian Silurian extinction in which 86% of all life on the planet died. The Devonian extinction, which resulted in 75% of life to die. Then, the worst on record, Permian-Triassic extinction, when 96% of our planet's life disappeared. From that 4%, life rose again and the dinosaurs arrived. They too were annihilated by an extinction which paved the way for mammals like us. Our vantage point from the middle of the extinction is rare. With our technology and ability to create the conditions of survival, we may be the only animal in the history of the universe to engineer its way out of extinction. Call me an idealist. But I believe there is a solution. As Dr. Gibbons turned to the image on the screen, my heart began to race. My body began to tremble. What had begun as an amusing joke turned suddenly to a nightmare. For I knew the creatures on the screen. They filled my dreams every night. These hominids were the same creatures that had kept me prisoner in their ice village in the Alps. I couldn't stay there another second. As I ran from the classroom, everything came rushing back to me. All the horror of my abduction and captivity, the danger of my escape from the village of the Icemen, of the life I had lived since my escape, all flooded through me, threatening to drown me. My ankle throbbed as it had the day the Iceman found me. I felt the chill of the bitter alpine wind on my face and the bite of the snow on my skin. The hominid Dr. Gibbons had thrown out to us as a kind of evolutionary puzzle actually existed. He was the Iceman. And it would be my life's work to find him. After our fraught first encounter with the Iceman, we were marched through the village. They held us tight so that we wouldn't run, but they didn't need to restrain me. I was paralyzed by what had happened. Overwhelmed by seeing the Iceman again. <sighs> Struck dumb by the strange transformation of Felix Bright. Agent Bright wasn't nearly so docile. He struggled as they led us on, trying all the while to escape. He was strong, much stronger than before. He proved a good match for them, pushing and fighting to be free. As he struggled, I saw glances at him. 
taking in the thick hair and the sharp nails, marveling at the creature he had become. Even after all I had witnessed as an agent of Crypto Z, he astonished me. He no longer resembled himself at all. If he had not been right there standing before me, I wouldn't have believed it possible. Felix Bright had become something strange and beastly. Let's go! Come on! We can get to the passage! It was our only chance of escape, but I didn't follow him. I couldn't. At that moment, I glimpsed a creature standing at a remove from the others, watching me. It was Omo. It must have been. I understand why you feel this way. I can't imagine that you do. I have had experience in my life that I do not like to remember, let alone articulate. But if you... if you confront what happened to you, you'll be in a position to take control of it. Talking to me is the first step. Well, you're... What? You're not listening to me. Oh, come on, Jane. You told me about the village, and you told me about the Iceman. You even told me of a friendly presence, someone that made you happy, a man called Omo. I want you to examine your experience in totality. These fragments told, do little good. I've told you all that I know. You're the one that doesn't believe this me. office is a safe space, Jane. That means that no one will judge you, harm you, or expose you, no matter what you say. But before I can help, you need to tell me what happened during the time you were gone. I fell in love. What? I fell in love with Omo, and he fell in love with me. Love is a very intense emotion. Intense? Yes, it was intense. Intense, but it was confusing. I was not confused. I knew what I was feeling. I wanted to stay there with him. You wanted to stay in the village of the Iceman with Omo? I would have stayed. He made me leave. I had no choice. That must have hurt for him to make you go away. I don't understand it. Even now, there is so much that I don't remember. He must have had a reason. What could it have been? He wanted to protect me. The others would have hurt me. What did the others do to you? They... I can't remember exactly. But I know that Omo wanted to protect me. He taught me words in his language, so that I could communicate. Did he? Oh yes, many words. Can you remember any of these words? Um... Simi is their greeting. And then there's Simisila. That's what they call each other. It means roughly brother or fellow, someone from their own tribe. Then there's Milasi. Milasi? Love. Milasi means love, and I love you. I have to say, Jane, these are very specific details. I learned a lot about them. Omo showed me everything in the village. In the beginning, he acted like he was afraid to touch me, like I might break. We became friends. Friends? Good friends. Did you have a physical relationship with Omo? What do you mean? 
You were 15 years old. Yes. Did Omo force you to do something you didn't want to do? I wanted to stay in the village. He made me go. Jane, I just don't know what to say. You seem to be telling me you have feelings for the monster that abducted you. He didn't abduct me. He saved me. I heard Agent Bright calling to me, and yet I couldn't move. Omo's gaze hypnotized me. It seemed, as he looked at me, that his pale blue eyes could see everything. Every fear and every hope. Suddenly, the wind quieted and there was nothing in the universe but Omo and me. We stood together against the brutal conditions of our new world. Somewhere! Please! Go! And leave! I'm sorry! Please! I'm sorry! Something strange happened to me. I felt a sensation that I had never imagined possible. Power. Strength. A vision of what the world could be. I stood before him, fear rising up in me, and I knew that with Omo, I could overcome the cold, brutal, dead world I had inherited. Omo was the answer to everything. Together, we could beat the sixth extinction. Thank you for listening. You made it to half season one, but the story isn't over. There are five more episodes waiting for you on our website, youthmeet.media, so go and check them out. Thank you.